No, no, I'm just saying. No, I just, I just found it interesting that uh, Biden's being a popular, a pop, a pop, a cop, Biden's being an extremist. Ah, uh, yes, the president of the United States uh, trying to pronounce apocalyptic, and he almost turned into a cup of coffee there, didn't he? His brain, she's a broke, uh, she's a no good. Well, happy, happy Thursday to you. Um, uh, Things are looking up. Things are looking um, better. And as Hillary Clinton famously said, there is only the fight. You know, that's her thesis paper. She tweeted, also Hillary Clinton did, she tweeted about the election, and uh, she's a very angry and bitter woman, uh, you know, a loser, a uh, loser among losers. She'll never be president, which is great. Waking up again today, face down in a pool of her own dried vomit in the kitchen floor of their Chappaqua estate, Secret Service standing over her, arms akimbo, tisk tisking. Why, Hillary, why? What might have been? What might have been? Hillary Clinton tweeted, it turns out. Women enjoy having human rights, and we vote. Human rights, sir. Um, For whom, one might ask. Because, you know, as I like to say, capital punishment is health care. Capital punishment is health care. And capital punishment is human rights. They don't like capital punishment. If you're a murderer, they're with you. If you're an innocent, helpless, tiny little person needing protection... Uh, they'll harvest your organs because that's the that's the thing about that. Now, with that said, and I, I want to get back to this uh, attack on uh, Trump, which is which uh, has a broad base. I, I've got to kind of say the New York Post headline today, Trumpy Dumpty, with a picture of President Trump's head glued on a Humpty Dumpty thing sitting on a wall. Don, who couldn't build a wall, had a great fall. Can all the GOP's men uh, put the party back together again? That's the New York Post, not the Washington Post. That's uh, kind of interesting. And the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom, toxic Trump is branded a disaster by senior GOP figures for sabotaging expected GOP red wave. That's the uh, the, uh, headline there. It's a very dramatic headline. Also, the Democrats... um, and, um, you know, they're talking about civil war again if they don't keep control of at least one House of Congress. They gave us the last civil war, you know, the one in the 1860s where the Democrat president was Jefferson Davis and the Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, who was eventually shot in the head and murdered by a Democrat who was an actor. But setting that aside, we got transgender stories today, too, because there are lots of Democrats on the loose, lots of Democrats. But I was poking around yesterday, and I, something I want to share with you that I found to be, that I found to be quite interesting. And in my, because I'm I'm doing my reading and a reading, I'm reading and I'm a reading, and I ended up at the National Park Service's Ellis Island website, right, part of the Statue of Liberty National Monument in Ellis Island. And if you've never been there, it's a great place to go. I've been there, wonderful place, and it's a fun. It's a day trip, but. Um, immigration, 1891 to 1924, and they tell the story of Ellis Island and, and the construction and the people flowing in and all of this good stuff, and they, and they talk about um, uh, the almost 12 million immigrants. These are legal immigrants. 
were processed through the immigration station on Ellis Island, listen now, between 1892 and 1954, right? So, uh, gosh, you know, that's, uh, that's a bunch of years, 1892 to 1954. That's, uh, you know, 60-some-odd years. I don't want to do the math on the, on the fly. But uh, that's 12 million legal immigrants through famous Ellis Island, one of the great gateways to the United States of America for legal immigrants. And then I found a story, 5.5 million illegal immigrants encountered since Biden took office in under two years on our southern border. And the story that came before that, nearly 5 million illegal immigrants crossed border during Biden administration. Again, we are not yet two years into the Biden administration. So I did a little uh, quick back-of-the-envelope math, and I realized under Joe Biden's first term, we could have more illegal aliens spill across our southern border because of Joe Biden's corrupt policies and their open borders than we had go through Ellis Island between 1892 and 1954. Isn't that amazing? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. That's Joe Biden and the Democrats. Am I right? Yes, I am. Mm-mm-mm. That's, that's amazing. So in 62 years, 1892 to 1954, 12 million legal immigrants processed through the immigration station at Ellis Island. Also, let me say that there might be a wrinkle in there that, uh, that the National Park Service may not be acknowledging, but uh, they're probably acknowledging it. I don't want to call into question. But the, um, they also say by 1924, however, the number of immigrants being processed at Ellis Island had been significantly reduced uh, by anti-immigration legislation designed to establish quotas by nationality. Got a little bitterness in their little politics on the National Park Service website. But let's go with their big picture number here. 12 million immigrants, legal immigrants, over the course of 62 years, 12 million. Joe Biden, less than two years, 5.5 million illegal immigrant encounters since Biden took office. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Hunter Biden. Isn't that amazing? Now, let, let me just tell a, 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 I'll try to do this quick. My, my grandfather, a uh, man named Jules Orteg. My father was Jules Orteg Jr. My grandfather, therefore, was, it's an old-fashioned tradition, was Jules Orteg Sr. And I went looking at the ellisislandrecords.org or whatever it is website a number of years ago now. I think they've screwed up that website. It's not as good as it used to be. Um, Democrats probably got a hold of it. But I, and, I, and I went looking for my grandfather, and I found my grandfather arriving at Ellis Island. And I said, this is great. This is amazing. And I kept searching, and it showed the ship that he came in on and the date and the time of day and all this stuff. It's amazing. And I kept searching, and then I found my grandfather arriving at Ellis Island again several months later. And I said, this is crazy. How many times did he immigrate and then I kept looking, and I found him arriving again. And it's like three. I found him like four times arriving at Ellis Island. So, and, then I, and, and the ship, it's got the name of the ship. And so I looked up the, the ship, 
And it turns out it was a gambling ship. And my grandfather already lived in New York City, and he would go on gambling ships out of the city of New York, out of New York Harbor, and they'd go out into international waters and maybe go to Bermuda or something so they could gamble. They were casino ships. And my grandfather uh, lived in New York for years and years. Uh, none of these were instances of him immigrating to the United States of America. There were instances of him getting on gambling ships and going to international waters to gamble. But then, you see, Ellis Island was the port of entry if you were coming in from another country, including Bermuda, including a gambling ship. So because you had left U.S. territorial waters, you had to go through immigration, like you would today at an airport or at a seaport. You have to do the same thing. Uh, but there were, uh, it turns out he was a gambling fella, and he arrived again and again and again at Ellis Island because if you lived in New York, it was the port of entry, right? <laughs> I thought that was, that was kind of funny because crazy. Uh-uh-uh. All right, let's uh, let's go to lunch bucket Joe Biden because he held a uh, press conference yesterday. But that's uh, those are some amazing stats, huh? Sixty-two years, according to the National Park Service Ellis Island website, almost that means fewer than twelve million immigrants. That means legal immigrants were processed through the immigration station at Ellis Island over the course of sixty-two years, eighteen ninety-two to nineteen fifty-four. Okay, and. In a little over a year and a half, 5.5 million illegal immigrants have been encountered on our southern border since Biden took office. And uh, that is uh, from the Federation for American Immigration, right? FAIR. And I've worked with FAIR in the past, Federation Federation for American Immigration. Um, And uh, they put out a report. A startling 5.5 million illegal immigrants have been encountered on our borders. How many terrorists and how many gotaways, right? And that's the Democrat Party for you. All right, let's go to uh, the head idiot in charge. Let's go to Joe Biden yesterday. Um, He spoke and babbled for a couple of minutes, and he seemed like maybe he had taken his Prevagen yesterday. And then it was time to take questions from reporters, so he offered up this. I've been given a list of 10 people that I'm supposed to call on, and you're all supposed to ask me one question, but I'm sure you'll ask me more. And uh, so let me start off with a list I've been given. Um, uh, Zeke Miller, Associated Press. Ah, yes. I've been given a list by whom? With a list of 10 reporters pre-approved by the White House who I'm supposed to call on because they're Democrat Party fluffers. You know, when uh, they pick them, the White House press office gives them a, a free chapstick. They got a free chapstick, which is kind of nice. The Associated Press reporter, who we, uh, he called on, uh, say, hey, um, you, you just lost the House of Representatives and probably the Senate, too. And, um, you know, 75% of Americans say the country's on the wrong track. What are you going to do about it? You mentioned that uh, Americans are frustrated. And in fact, 75% of voters say the country is heading into the wrong direction, despite the results of last night. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing, because they're just finding out what we're doing. Yeah, because we're just... Finding out, just that's like a Popeye thing, isn't it? Ah, I don't know, olive oil. Hey, kick, 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 kick. Um, it's going to ask. Then uh, uh, a reporter, 
I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, asked, and it's not a bad question, actually, about uh, Congress. Now that the Republicans, terrible as they are, uh, have control of the House of Representatives, they might investigate your crackhead, Russian hooker, Dayton stripper, knocker-upper, Chinese business deal, Ukraine, no-show, million-dollar job, millions of dollars from Russia, son. Uh, what about that? What's your message to Republicans who are considering investigating your family and particularly your son Hunter's business dealings? Lots of luck in your senior year, as my coach used to say. Lots of luck in your senior year, as my coach. Nobody ever said that. No, no coach ever used to say that. That was, and that was his answer. And the press said, mmm, and then used the chapstick because that's how that goes. And here's the funny thing about that fake reporter. You should be asking those questions about Hunter Biden. You should be investigating that. That's your job in our society, just by the way. Um, and, uh, hey, um, you know, President Trump was impeached twice by radical extremist Democrats who have rioted all over our country and burned and looted and attacked in acts of insurrection from coast to coast. Uh, and uh, President Trump was impeached for calling the president of Ukraine, who you're now funneling billions of dollars to after they funneled millions of dollars to your family. And uh, they're buying yachts and airplanes and houses in Monaco and things like that with the billions that we're sending them. Uh, we'll find that out in 10 years. I can tell you right now that that's the case. And uh, President Trump was impeached for making a phone call to ask about your family's corruption, which the news media should have been doing. You know, I heard that there were... Uh it was reported, whether it's accurate or not, I'm not sure, but it was reported many times. Probably that not. Republicans were saying, and the former president said, how many times are you going to impeach Biden? You know, impeachment proceeding against Biden. I mean, I think, the, I think the American people will look at all of that for what it is. It's just I'm almost comedy. It's comedy. Well, I, I mean, I got to say, uh, both impeachments of uh, President Trump were show business. They were, you know, uh, uh, comedy tonight. They were theater. Uh, and, um, you know, the uh, news media still has yet to raise a finger on your corrupt son and your corruption firing, getting the prosecutor in Ukraine fired, who was investigating your son's company, Burisma, that were sending him a million dollars a year and his friend Devin Archer a million dollars a year for a no-show job. Maybe if we had a news media, they'd scratch the surface on that instead of going and sniffing you while you sniff them back. <laughs> Look at the west coast of uh, Montana. It's sniffing. It's Joe Biden sniffing Idaho. Utah? No, Idaho. Did you know that banks can legally confiscate your money to bail themselves out? There's one catch, though. This has to be during extraordinary times. Well, the economy and the world and the shape we're in now, don't you think that now qualifies as extraordinary times? You need to call 888-446-5320 to get your personal wealth protection guide. Because my good friends at American Alternative Assets are there to help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical silver and gold in your retirement account while still maintaining its tax-deferred status. So call 888-446-5320 today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will answer all the questions you have. Protect your savings now. Before it's too late, call American Alternative Assets. Their number is 888, the number 4, GOLD20, to secure your free gold and silver guide today. 
Call now, 888-446-5320. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will indicate future results. Yeah, there's more. Then, where do you hear the news reporter asking about Elon Musk? He should probably have ankle shackles put on at Ronald Reagan Airport. You know, like Trump allies do, because of the corrupt FBI. That's coming up. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Yeah, as my old coach used to say 75 years ago, good luck in your senior year. Maybe it meant something then. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Ivan calling from Miramar Beach, Florida. Ivan, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. How, how you doing, man? Hey, listen, a rhetorical question for the media and the rhino pundits. If, if we win both houses, will they give Trump the credit? I, 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 I doubt it. Very but, uh, good. Very good point. Look, uh, Chris, this was this was always their plan to stop counting the, uh, the vote. If I don't know if you remember, but before the election, Biden came out and said, we have to have patience with this election. He signaled exactly what they were going to going to do. You know, Chris, every year you have one or two races that we're waiting for. And, and by the way, whenever we stop counting it's generally not good for Republicans. But anyway, you have one or two races just about every year. But this year, you got like what is it? Like forty or like 50, 50 races we're waiting on. There are forty-four. That's, that's, forty-four as that, of this hour in the House of Representatives and three in the Senate. That's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, by the way, Kemp, uh, uh, Chris Kemp, Kemp uh, won. He had three hundred thousand more votes than um, than uh, Stacey uh, Abrams. Than, than, no, no, than, than Herschel did. Because a lot of people didn't vote for Kemp, but they didn't vote for they didn't vote for uh, Herschel. Yeah. And and if, if Kemp gets a backbone and su- supports uh, Herschel, and just say everybody who voted for me, get out and vote for Herschel. We need to take you know take the Senate back. He's got to get a backbone. You could make the case that his inaction you know t- uh, two years ago was was responsible for you know for where we are where we are today. All true. This is the Chris Plant Show. Now it's important for citizens to be patient as well. That's how it's supposed to work. Ah, that's right, because we count the votes for who knows how long after what we laughingly call Election Day. And uh, Joe Biden, he warned us. Before the election, we're going to have to be picked because this is going to... We don't have election day. It's not like that or anything. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to this uh, question about Elon Musk because they like to put their political adversaries in prison. The left does all over the world. Rifle butt to the teeth and they drag you off to the, to the prison. And, and um, another fluffer posing as a member of the White House press corps yesterday, asked Joe Biden, because, you know, uh, Elon Musk was fine uh, before 
he took over Twitter, which was an important tool for the Democrats in the 2020 election to censor and suppress stories about the corrupt Biden family and Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails and Joe Biden being the big guy who gets his 10 percent cut. And Twitter crushed that story. And the FBI, you may remember, went to Facebook and the FBI told Facebook to not allow people to share that story because it was true. So the Fascist Bureau of Investi- uh, of Intimidation, see, see our T-shirts at the Chris Plant store, uh, along with so many other great ones. But here's a fake reporter. Do you think Elon Musk should be thrown in prison and uh, beaten with rifle butts to the ground and dragged away like Trump supporters are in their homes and and at National Airport? Mr. President, do you think Elon Musk is a threat to U.S. national security and should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? <laughs> the tools you have. I think that Elon Musk's... What? Brain? Cooperation and or... Cooperation. You feel cooperates. Technical... Relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth being looked at. Um, and uh, um, and uh, but that's yeah. all I'll say. But that's all I'll say. What are you? What are you, we're gonna? We're, that means uh, worth being looked at. That means investigate your political enemies with, uh, as the fake reporter, fluffer, dim-witted person said, with the tools you have, like the FBI and the IRS and, you know, the abuses of government will continue until morale improves. Uh, Pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff, I got to say. Boy. You know, the news today is that uh, Kevin McCarthy may face some competition for the Speaker of the House position. Um, the Republican whip, Steve Scalise, who was shot and nearly killed on a baseball field in Alexandria, Virginia, by a Bernie Sanders campaign volunteer using a Chinese-made combat rifle. He was there to kill every Republican on the baseball field. It was a suicide attack by James Hodgkinson. Democrat Party volunteer. You know, James Earl Ray was a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer, too, before he shot and killed Martin Luther King. That doesn't come up a lot. They've been able to sweep that under the historical rug very effectively. But it looks like Kevin McCarthy may actually face some competition for the job, and I think that's good and that's healthy. Uh, Now, Congressman Steve Scalise has... I think today or last night threw his support behind Kevin McCarthy, but that, that's not the be-all, end-all. And I was having this discussion with my best girl this morning over, uh, you know, uh, breakfast, and I said, uh, if the Republicans were the Democrats, then they'd make Steve Scalise the Speaker of the House so that every day he would be out there as a living, breathing reminder of Democrat Party violence and James Hodgkinson, the would-be mass-murdering political assassin who was shot to death by the Capitol Police. He shot, I believe, five people that day. The Bernie Sanders volunteer James Hodgkinson did. 
This is a guy who met in Bernie Sanders' Senate office with Bernie Sanders' staff, had Bernie Sanders' campaign material all over his social media, who showed up and he actually spoke to Ron DeSantis, who was a member of the House of Representatives at the time, at the baseball field, James Hodgkinson did, and said, what's all this? And he said, oh, we're getting ready for the congressional uh, baseball game. It's practice. And he said, Republicans are Democrats. And it was Ron DeSantis that said, uh, Republicans. And that's when the Bernie Sanders volunteer went and got his rifle and came back and opened fire. And he uh, was there to murder Ron DeSantis and Rand Paul and a, and a busload of Republican members of the House and the Senate. And uh, again, if the Republicans played ball the way that the Democrats play ball, they would make Steve Scalise the Speaker of the House because he would be a symbol of the, the sick, violent, murderous Democrat Party. You know, they're burning churches. They just, uh, the Democrat just burned churches in a false flag. It was, it was a burning of the Reichstag moment in Mississippi on Election Day. Uh, and they had the Democrats saying, it's terrorism, it's voter suppression, till they found out it was their guy. And then it's, oh, well, never mind, we're going to lunch. Right? The assassin outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house who wanted to murder three Supreme Court justices, uh, none of this got the kind of coverage that the Green Party nudist activist, illegal alien drug addict got for breaking into Nancy Pelosi's house, right? Nonstop coverage on and on. Uh, it's January 6th all over again. And again, you know, the suicide attack on the U.S. Capitol Police. U.S. Capitol Police officer Billy Evans was murdered by a racist, radical leftist, uh, whipped into an anti-police frenzy by the Democrat Party, severely injuring a second police officer. You know, St. John's Episcopal Church, the historic church next to the White House, set on fire by the Democrats in June of 2020. During the three-day siege of the White House, I watched the video again last night of them burning the building in uh, Lafayette Park. And uh, the president had to be evacuated along with the first family to the bunker beneath the White House. You know, Democrat Party violence, which is ubiquitous, commonplace, they normalized it. January 6th never would have happened had it not been for the Democrat Party and the media normalizing the violence, justifying, legitimizing Kamala Harris raising bail money for the rioters, looters, arsonists attacking the police. But pay no attention to that. Uh, so I, I think maybe Steve Scalise should be a candidate for a Speaker of the House and uh, should be out there as a daily reminder of the violent savagery and political violence of the Democrat Party. Just saying. All right, let's go to uh, James Comer. You like James Comer? We also want to get to this Bill Maher and, and uh, that stuff. Sorry? And Howard Stern, right, because, uh, you know, the de actually, let's get to that now since we're talking about Democrat violence and they're talking about civil war, right? Uh, Bill Maher, radical extremist leftist, super stoner, was on Jimmy Kimmel, a radical, angry, stupid uh, Democrat super stoner, and uh, night, night before last. And uh, they're telling you, uh-oh, it's uh, those terrible, awful Republicans and uh well, let's uh, start with this. You know, the returns, to, you know, we don't have this kind of system now where the returns come in on the night of. Yeah, it's strange, right? Well, I was reading about Brazil. Yeah? They, you know, very similar. They had a guy that Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro who was very similar to Trump. <laughs> but the, the election was over in three hours. They had all the votes counted. Why is that? Why can't we figure that out? We figure so many other things I out. Mean, 
Yeah, we got tired of driving golf balls on the moon a half a century ago, driving dune buggies and popping wheelies on the moon. And uh, you know what, uh, you morons? Uh, we did this just great for about two centuries until you corrupt morons came along. Uh, and you're by any means necessary thing, they continued. We should make Election Day a national holiday. I agree. Sure. He agrees. Like many other countries do. Like mm -hmm. many other countries. Let's be like and other And then, you countries. know, because I think when, when the voting goes on for weeks and months, whatever it's going to do, even if it's days, it just it sows doubt into people because we don't trust each other anymore. We all hate each other. We're at each other's throats. We're in this cold civil war kind of now. We are, yeah. You know, so uh, that would be a, a sensible solution, but this is America. So let me <laughs> even go down that road. They just hate the country and everything about it. You know, the, the problem here is you. You're a stain on history and a stain on humanity. Uh, by the way, Jimmy Kimmel a couple of weeks ago uh, almost bragged that he lost half his audience. He lost half his audience on his uh, stupid Democrat Party late night wanker show. Uh, and he bragged about it. Jimmy Kimmel says he lost at least half his fan base. That's a code word for audience. Over anti-Trump jokes. He said he told ABC executives years ago that he would quit if the show, uh, he'd quit the show if uh, they forced him to be more neutral with his comedy. So he lost half his audience. And he's like, good. Because they're fanatics. They're political fanatics. They're not comedians. They're not talk show hosts. They're not interviewers. They're extremists and fanatics. And they're super stoned all the time. Saturday Night Live staff writers uh, boycott over Dave Chappelle hosting gig. This is uh, Dave Chappelle is scheduled. It's this week, right? Uh, Dave Chappelle, who's too, you know, Dave Chappelle doesn't need, your writers are not funny. Dave Chappelle is funny. I hope you do boycott, give the whole hour to Dave Chappelle, then maybe people will watch it because you guys are a donkey show in Tijuana, but uh, not quite as funny. Um, and then, of course, there was Howard Stern, who used to be funny, but he lost his mind some time ago, and he's whipping out the Civil War thing too. Some of these candidates that people are actually Herschel Walker, holy f they're saying he's going to win in Georgia. Are you f dummies? There's going to be, you know, and they always talk about another civil war. Well, I think there is going to be one. I mean, how could, the f could you elect that guy? You got to be out of your f skull. Now, there have been others on CNN and MSDNC talking about civil war. The Democrats were the Confederacy in, in uh, our civil war, and they're, they're the Confederacy now. They are aborting 40% of the black population. That's uh, worse than uh, slavery ever did. But uh, they get awards for it now because they've got better PR than they had then. Oh, yeah, Kathy Griffin was talking about the Civil War uh, the other day. She uh, used to pretend to be a comedian, and now she's not. Yeah, she was talking about Civil War, and they're all talking about Civil War. That's, uh, that's your Democrat Party. They uh, Don't fire on Fort Sumter again. Democrats. Let's go to uh, Congressman James Comer. He's a Republican from Kentucky. And um, he was uh, asked last night about uh, Joe Biden's question at the uh, funny little fluffer uh, fake press conference. And and uh, the Congress investigating him, the House of Representatives investigating him, said, yeah, well, as my old coach used to say, uh, good luck in your senior year or some 
completely disconnected uh, brain squish. I think the president's wrong. Uh, Newsweek came out with a poll that said 52% of Americans want to see an investigation into the Biden family business dealings. So that's what we're going to provide in a Republican majority. That would be a real good idea. And uh, let's investigate the hell out of the FBI, too, and drag them all up there in shackles with ankle shackles and chains around the waist since we're becoming that kind of country. James Comer. I have bad news for the president. If he thinks that uh, Republicans are going to turn a blind eye like the Democrats have to the Biden family influence peddling, this is something that we've been investigating for months, and we're prepared in January in a Republican majority to press forward and press forward in a big way. And honestly, the FBI and uh, uh, that uh, letter with 51 so-called intelligence corrupt third world Soviet intelligence officials that tampered with our presidential election along with the FBI and Facebook, they need to be dragged up before Congress too. Uh, and uh, and I mean like hardball, big time hardball, James Comer. Joe Biden's going to regret a lot of remarks. He's going to regret saying he didn't have any knowledge of Hunter's business dealings when we have uh, several people that were directly involved with Hunter Biden who are going to come forward and explain specifically how Joe Biden was involved in some of these shady business dealings. The president also said it's comedy that the Republicans would want to investigate his family, especially Hunter Biden. Well, if the president thinks that uh, tax evasion, uh, illegal foreign lobbying, uh, securities fraud, if he thinks those things are comedy, then uh, he has a sick and twisted mind because I can tell you, I don't think the American people are going to think that uh, Hunter Biden receiving millions of dollars from unmarked accounts in China and Russia is very funny. And uh, influence peddling by Hunter Biden. And, uh, and then there is Twitter and how the intelligence community tampered with Twitter on the lead up to Election Day. And they conducted what we expect the CIA to do and the FBI intelligence people to do in third world countries. But they perpetrated that against us. We believe we have someone in Elon Musk who's willing to try to help Republican investigations determine the extent to the government's involvement in censoring conservatives. So uh, we're we're optimistic that we're going to get some information. We're very concerned with uh, with tips that we have received that uh, the Democrat National Committee and certain members in the Biden administration were communicating directly with Twitter, just like Zuckerberg has said about Facebook. So we're optimistic we're going to get some information, and this investigation will move forward in a big way in January when the Republicans flip the House. Yeehaw. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg with his Zuckerbucks and the uh, illegal money spent more than $400 million in the 2020 election cycle for Democrats. And the FBI came to him and, and asked him, and he complied, don't allow the true stories about the Biden family, Hunter and Joe Biden, to be shared on Facebook. He admitted it on camera, uh, and uh, I got to tell you, there there better be a reckoning, a very serious reckoning, and and I think maybe Steve Scalise should be Speaker of the House. He's not just a man; he's a symbol as well. You're listening to the Chris Plant Show. Now, the Washington Post has an op-ed today about how they funded Republicans with uh, many millions of dollars who they thought were so extreme that they could never win. 
And the Washington Post is proud to announce the Democrats were successful. And all of those candidates, Republican candidates, lost. And the headline by Megan McCurdle, a Democratic ploy imperiled our future. It paid off. It imperiled our future. It paid off, hyphen, this time. Oh, so it was good this time. They're with the Dirty Tricks squad. Uh, remarkable. They've got a uh, they've got an editorial, not even an op-ed, but an editorial on Kerry Lake. And the headline there is, Our Own Worst Enemy, with a picture of her. Domestic culprits who spread disinformation continue to hurt the democratic process. You mean disinformation like uh, the intelligence community spread and uh, the FBI spread? about Hunter Biden's laptop and the truth that was contained therein. Also, and uh, Russian collusion, and on and on. Uh, Also, the front page of the Washington Post today, results put Trump on back foot as Republican rival DeSantis rises. And then they're they're trying to pit them against one another and doing everything they can. Uh, I hope the Republicans don't help. And the editorial cartoon today is a picture of Donald Trump on a putting green, uh, putting his ball toward the January 6th guy with the fur hat with the horns. And riding across the green on a golf cart, there's Ron DeSantis. Mind if I play through? And they're trying to pit him against one another. Now, do we have time for Newt Gingrich? Uh, Newt Gingrich this morning. It was a disappointing night, to be honest. Uh, I had said all along I thought there was a red wave. I was wrong. I thought it would be much bigger. I was wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having to rethink my own uh, understanding of politics because last night didn't work, or, or Tuesday night didn't work the way I thought it would. Uh, Newt Gingrich has to rethink his understanding of politics. That's that's pretty huge. That means uh, things are moving. Things are. Mo- I didn't get to the transgender. Um, you see, the tra- it's a man who won a. Uh, in New Hampshire, a precursor to the Miss America pageant, and it's like a six foot three, two hundred and seventy five pound man that won, and all the nice young girls were forced to stand there and uh, clap politely. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.